Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 42, where we discuss how rail service performance is impacting the movement and export of Western Canadian grain. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada. I'm joined by Mil Poirier of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. Hi, Milt. Hello, Greg. So we'll do a two-part podcast today, Milt. Uh, we'll start our usual talking about week 42 and the performance we saw. In the second part, we'll get into a little bit of a discussion on precision scheduling railroading. Uh, I think this will be a two-part podcast. We'll cover this probably next week as well. Um, but it's been in the news recently, and we just wanted to, to have a little discussion on it uh, along with the listeners. So Milt, to start for week 42, uh, again, really great performance. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, it's uh, week after week is starting to look a lot like, you know, um, the weeks before it, uh, which is a good thing in this case, uh, because performance has really been very good, uh, I would say, over the last six to 10 weeks. Um, I use that range because CN has, has really picked up their, their performance over the last six to seven weeks, and CP's kind of been there now for almost uh, 10 weeks. But, you know, again, very good in week 42, uh, 98%, I think, for CN, 99% order fulfillment for CP. Um, and beyond that, I think one of the things that's, that's uh, truly uh, worth noting is that they don't seem to have any particular weakness, uh, you know, on a corridor basis. So volumes are fluctuating. We know West Coast volumes are declining. Thunder Bay is staying strong for the most part. Um, but the railways are managing to deliver good performance, you know, pretty much across the board in all corridors on a consistent basis. So, so very good in that regard. Yep. Good to hear. And, uh, let's hope it continues and we'll, we'll keep our eye on it. Uh, for the second part, uh, there's been some recent news, especially down in the U S with, uh, the U S House committee on transportation and infrastructure, talking a little bit about precision scheduled railroading and particularly they're looking at whether uh, the impacts of that particular, uh, I guess, uh, um, theory around railroading is having an impact on shippers, uh, both of freight and as well as passenger rail operations. And so um, thought it would be worth a little discussion here uh, around what is that exactly and potentially how it is impacting uh, uh, Canadian shippers uh, of freight. And so, Milt, maybe you could give us a little sense of what exactly is uh, precision scheduled railroading or PSR. Sure. Um, PSR is really, a, I guess, an evolution a little bit from what used to be called service scheduling. So now it's, it has adopted the moniker of precision scheduled railroading. Um, and basically what it comes down to is it's a railway operating philosophy and proponents of that philosophy, which are basically um, railways, say that it's based on five key uh, principles, um, asset utilization, cost control, customer service, safety, and people. And I'll just loop back a little bit and make a couple of comments about each of those. From an asset utilization perspective, you know, the philosophy is maximize the efficiency of all railway asset classes. So maximize your utilization of freight cars, your utilization of locomotives, tracks, terminals, train crews. It's all about being more efficient, which leads to core principle number two, which is cost control. 
the more efficient that you can be in how you use your assets and the number of assets that you need to have on hand in order to run a certain level of business results in the ability to better control your costs and specifically to be able to reduce your operating costs and in some cases to be able to reduce your capital investment costs. If you don't need to buy as many freight cars, you don't need to buy as many locomotives, you don't need to have many train crews, all of that takes money out of the equation for the railroad. Thirdly, on the customer service side, railways or proponents of this philosophy would say that it's founded on the principle of establishing clear service targets for customers and then delivering on those targets or on those commitments, both from a reliability and a consistency perspective, very much focused on transit times. Um, safety, uh, the theory is that it maximizes the safety of employees. And lastly, people, uh, the strategy being to recruit, hire, train, and quote unquote, reward the right people. So you put all of those things together and it's, it has become the uh, predominant operating philosophy for railroads in North America. So while it's in the news right now, Milt, uh, I presume this isn't a new philosophy. Uh, has it been around for a while? No, it's not new. Um, you know, it's gained a lot of traction in the industry in the last few years, uh, say over the last six to 10 years, uh, but it's been around in some form for 20 plus years. Uh, you know, the so-called granddaddy of railroading in North America, Hunter Harrison, um, formerly the CEO of the Illinois Central, of CN, of CP, and of CSX, is credited largely with developing the uh, precision scheduled railroading model or philosophy. He initially developed it um, and implemented it at the Illinois Central back in the 90s. And when CN bought the Illinois Central uh, in 1997, 1998, uh, Hunter came basically to be the chief operating officer of CN. And he brought that railroading philosophy with him and he implemented it at CN, which was really one of the first class one railways in North America to adopt that philosophy. He subsequently, when he moved on to CP, uh, I think in 2012 or 2013, and then to CSX just before he uh, passed away a few years ago, he implemented the same philosophy at both of those railways. So as we speak today, uh, all of the U.S. Class 1 railroads, so CN, CP, Union Pacific, Norfolk Southern, they all use it with one exception, Burlington Northern Santa Fe, BNSF, who to, the, to date has not adopted that philosophy uh, for their railway operations. Okay, interesting. Um, quickly, why, why not BN? Well, it's interesting, and, and we'll get into more of this, I think, maybe in our discussion next week when we, we, we uh, tackle the, the part two issues. But the one thing that differentiates Burlington Northern from all of the other class one railroads is that Burlington Northern is privately owned. A lot of people probably don't realize that, but a number of years ago, Warren Buffett, um, through his company Berkshire Hathaway, basically bought all of Burlington Northern Santa Fe, which at the time was, and I believe still remains, the second largest 
freight railway in North America. And he took them private. And just to preview the issue, um, much of this is uh, of the, the PSR philosophy, some people believe is driven by, you know, the Wall Street effect, if you will, you know, people needing to respond to quarterly earnings, et cetera, et cetera, the pressure for cost reduction. Um, but BN is a private company, while they're not looking to lose money, and they haven't, as best anyone knows, uh, they don't seem to feel those pressures. And, you know, some of the stuff you read about BN these days, they're actually doing the exact opposite of what some of the class ones are doing. Rather than cutting, they're expanding investment in people and in assets and in terminals. So it, it's kind of an interesting uh, contradiction in some sense that, that it seems to be a philosophy that every railroad in North America says this is the one, but not BM. Yeah, interesting. And so how, how different would PSR be from a traditional, quote unquote, railway operating model? Um, a lot of people, you know, at its very simplest level would describe PSR as a car moving, quote unquote, philosophy, as opposed to a train moving philosophy. So historically, railways focused on assembling and planning specific kinds of trains that were tied or designed for specific customers uh, or commodity segments. That's been referred to by in some sectors in the economy as boutique services for the railway industry. So think of um, unit trains for fertilizer traffic, unit trains for grain traffic, uh, specialized trains for handling dangerous commodities, that kind of stuff. So they've moved away from that core philosophy under PSR. And under PSR, the objective is to maximize the speed and the efficiency with which you move individual cars as opposed to individual trains. So it's not that they don't schedule trains anymore, they do. But now what you have is every car that gets shipped on a railway that runs under a PSR philosophy, each car effectively gets its own schedule. So now it's about moving cars on schedule. And if you move them on schedule, they get to where they need to be exactly when they need to connect to their next train. And you put all of those things together and you end up with, I guess, enhanced fluidity, a faster network, a more fluid network. And it takes uh, downtime, if you will, out of a car's trip because they spend less time in yards, either waiting for trains to be assembled or waiting for the connection to the next train. In the old days, you know, if there wasn't enough footage for a train, they would cancel it, cars would wait another day or another two days. And that's the thing that they've tried to remove under PSR. You know, when, when Hunter Harrison came to CN in 1998, he used to have a, a saying that he was fond of, uh, that he was looking for a team of car movers. So he wasn't looking for train operators, he was look, looking for car movers. And that really, you know, is kind of a, a succinct way of, of describing the overall philosophy of PSR. 
yeah, and I guess that philosophy would then move move through, you know, all employees within the the railway, and they'd they, you know they're they'd be structured in a way to to uh, be uh, driven to sort of meet that that philosophy. Um, well, thanks, Milt. We'll uh, I think we'll pick this up again next week. We'll get into a little bit on the pros and cons of the PSR model and potentially what the future holds. So. Thanks for your insight today, Milt. Uh, for those looking to view the Ag Transport Coalition reports, go to agtransportcoalition.com. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye.